Hey, thank you for listening to the Reclaim Media Weekly Podcast. To stay up to date with all of our blogs, our podcasts, and our YouTube videos, you can subscribe on our website, reclaim.media. Now enjoy this message. Have you ever found yourself making a promise and then over time beginning to break the promises that you made? I know that we do this with others, but even sometimes we do this to ourselves, right? We make a promise, well, I'm going to start these good habits, I'm going to build this routine, I'm going to establish these disciplines within my life. But over time, we begin to stop doing what we promised ourselves that we would do. It's almost like we're just talking about what we want to do, but never actually getting it done. Now, I know that this seems like something we don't ever really want to confront within our own self because we want to think that we're doing better than we are sometimes. But if we really look at it, sometimes we are just talking about it and we're not doing anything about it. And it even comes to the things of God. When we say things like, God, I want to be used by you. God, would you use my life for something great? And we we tell God these things that we'd love to do for him, but we never seem to do them. I put it this way. We, We have to stop talking about it and we have to be about it. We can't just talk and talk and talk of all the things that we should do and could do one day. There comes a time when we have to begin to actually do what we say we're going to do. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 36 through 38, it says, But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So basically what Jesus is saying in this scripture is that the opportunity for work is there. The problem is not that there is no work. The problem is that there's very few workers. There's very few people who actually see the problem, see the issue, see the job, and get it done. A lot of times, again, we talk about it, but it's time to start to do it. It's time to start to actually do something. We can't just always talk about what we will do. We have to begin to take action with our faith. I understand we are saved by faith, but true faith produces good works for the Lord. In James chapter 2, verse 14 through 17, it says, What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith, but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. So what the scripture is telling us is that we have to live out our faith with more than just words. We can't just talk about it. We have to begin to do something. Every one of us has been given a purpose. We've been given a destiny. We've been called by God. But we will never fulfill that purpose. We will never reach that destiny. And we'll never answer the call if all we do is talk about it and never actually do something with our faith. The harvest is ready. That's a sure thing. Jesus has told us that. The question is, are you? If we're not working in the kingdom, if we're not living out our faith with action, the truth is this, that we become a stagnant Christian and we begin to die. We begin to slowly shrink back into what we used to be because God has called us to live out our faith and not just talk about it, but to be about it, to live a life of more than just words. James 2, 18 through 26 says, But someone will say, You have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, foolish man, 
that faith without works is dead. There's this face-to-face confrontation with Jesus as we continue to walk with him. There's these moments where he begins to show us where we've been lazy and where we've been um, really just talking and not doing any, any work, any action. And in that confrontation, we have a decision to make. Am I going to be obedient to the changes that he's asking me to make? Or am I going to continue to make excuses for the life that I've been living? Again, I don't want to live a stagnant life. I want to do what God is calling me to do. So if I want to do that, I have to be okay with Jesus pointing out the things in me that need to get moving, that need to get going, that need to move on, the action that I need to start doing. This is that confrontation moment where Jesus will look at you and show you in your life where you've been lazy. And some of us have been lazy. Some of us have lacked discipline. Some of us have lacked good routines and good habits, spiritual things, a life of prayer, a life of the word, a life of evangelism. We've lacked these things. And there's this confrontation with Jesus where he'll show us these things. And again, we can choose to be obedient or not. We can choose to follow or not. That is our decision. But there is that moment of confrontation. There is that moment of face-to-face correction where he will correct us. But listen, confrontation and correction is a good thing. It means that he cares about about us. It means that he cares what we do. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, it says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. We all have a race to run. Again, we all have a purpose to fulfill, but we cannot fulfill that purpose or run that race with weight and sin in our life. And that's why the confrontation must take place. What weighs us down? What stops us from really living out our faith? What stops us from putting that faith into action, that faith into works? I believe it is sin and it's the weight of life. If we want to fulfill that purpose, we have to give that sin to God, give that weight to God and allow that confrontation and that correcting to take place. Hebrews 12 verse 7 and 8 says, If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. So if you feel that conviction from the Holy Spirit, maybe you're beginning to feel bad, man, like, God, I'm not doing much. I'm not living out my faith. I'm not fulfilling my purpose. I'm not putting my faith into action. Don't be discouraged by that, but be encouraged because conviction is a good thing. It leads us to repentance. What it is, it's a father correcting his son or his daughter. So don't be discouraged by the conviction. Don't be discouraged by feeling bad. Instead, let that conviction lead you to that change, to begin to say, God, you know what? Maybe I haven't been putting my faith into action. God, I haven't been doing something with what I believe. I've been sitting on my faith and just waiting on the one day or what could possibly happen in the future. But God, I'm going to begin to do it today. I'm going to begin to put my faith into action today. Use that conviction to go forward and change and repentance and begin to do something for God. But listen, if you're going to do something for God, if today you're saying, man, God, I'm ready. I'm ready to start. I'm ready to move forward. Then don't make another empty promise. Our promises to God have to be more than just words. Our commitments to God have to be more than just words. Begin to make a commitment, God, I know the harvest is ready and I'm gonna be one of the workers that labor in that harvest to build the kingdom. God, I don't wanna just talk about it. I wanna be about it. God, I don't wanna just talk about things anymore. I'm gonna begin to put my faith 
into action. And I believe if we all begin to put our faith into action, we will see a genuine move of God in our cities, in our neighborhoods, in our families, and in our life. So again, don't make empty promises. Let your faith be more than words. Thanks for listening to the message. If you'd like to help us to continue to create content like this, you can sign up as a supporter on our website, reclaim.media slash donate. Thank you.